0: Hey, y'all, you all you Forexers out there. Thanks for joining me again on Forex Formula Radio. Today, we're gonna to be talking about number four. If you're just joining us for the first time, we're in a nine-part series. We're focusing on the characteristics of the 4 agent. Who do you become? What are your priorities? What is the identity that you adopt? Go back and listen to the last three episodes if you haven't already. This is really, really important stuff. Today, we're tackling number four. A 4X agent maximizes their time. Hi, I'm Kelly Johnston, founder of The 4X Formula, and the big question is this. How are real estate agents like us able to create a constant stream of commissions and a constant stream of leads while enjoying life without wasting big budgets on branding, without working crazy hours, without worrying where the next deal's coming from in today's real estate market? This podcast is here to reveal the answers. Here's a quote from one of the best success trainers who have ever lived, Jim Rohn. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Either you run the day or the day runs you. Years ago, uh, when I was in a mode of filling my brain intensely and I was just consuming everything that I could get my hands on, I, uh, I created a reading habit. Every single night, I would read or every day, no matter what, I read at least 15 minutes, but I always read something that kind of filled my brain just before going to sleep. And when I first got up in the morning, I would I would continue reading that same kind of material. And and I felt like maybe that stuff was kind of percolating while I was sleeping. And when my brain was fresh in the morning to receive really good information. And it kind of helped me set the day. It, it, and I, uh, I still do that today. Anyway, one of the books that I read at that time um, was by Michael Gerber, The E-Myth Revisited. And I think actually that was around uh, 2003. Now, this book was a major game changer for me because if I was to sum up the message that really hit me the most, it was in quotey fingers here, work on your business instead of working hard in your business. And there's a lot of us that that work really hard or we're willing to work really hard or we just kind of get caught up in the franticness of working in our business and we forget to work on it and uh, create ways to simplify it. Business owners hire people to work in their businesses right? But you left the job for a reason, right? Because you were working for someone else's dream. So as a realtorpreneur, which we've been talking about, I'm still trying to keep this phrase going, we'll see if it catches on. Anyway, (laughs) or a realtor entrepreneur, you've made a conscious decision to get out of the J-O-B, right? You've decided that you want to be in business for yourself. So there's nobody telling you when to get up in the morning. Nobody telling you when you get to eat. Nobody telling you when you get to have a vacation time. Nobody telling you when you have to be at the office and when you get to go home, right? No one's telling you any of that stuff. It's all up to you. This freedom, this this is what you wanted. But just like everything in life, every decision or situation is like a double-edged sword. These things can work in your favor or it can work against you if you let it. So I either you run the day or the day runs you. Self-discipline is the key. You're the one who sets the rules. Do the rules that you have set, either consciously or unconsciously or on purpose or with purpose or with no plan at all, do these things serve you and your future goals or hurt your future or delay the chance to meet your objective? I found what happens with a lot of people when they enter into the real estate profession is that they leave a job to become a real estate professional. And when they do, they embrace this new way of life. But there's something inherent built in from past habits and mindsets that proves that they're still relying on someone else to govern their actions. I see it a lot. There, there's this dichotomy in mindsets, right? Then when someone tells them what they must do, there's this resistance, to that because no no I'm in business for myself they get their back up and I've seen some people actually get offended at first right so you see the tension there believe it or not this is natural it's normal most real estate agents go through this this is okay but maybe take notice of this the fact that you're listening right now is fantastic you're seeking knowledge you're getting more and more excited about personal improvement that's awesome this episode is going to be really helpful for you I find that if we take time to simply understand ourselves We learn how to make minor adjustments in certain aspects of our lives. We begin to recalibrate some of our habitual thought patterns and suddenly we begin to surprise ourselves at our own accomplishments. And this is like an awesome feeling when it happens. Just showing up to the office and putting in time is not paying you. When do you make money? When do you get paid? When are you most productive? What activities are the most profitable? We're going to talk about that in a bit. In a job, it was easy, right? We traded time for money. The people that paid you made a decision on what you were worth per hour or per month or per year, depending on how you got paid. Someone said that you're worth that per year or per hour. And you just kind of accepted that. It was up to the person who's paying you to ensure that you were productive in those hours. And they got the most out of you during that time that they were paying you, right? So they had a motivation to keep you busy, and you were motivated because you needed the money and you didn't want to get fired so you did the job. So the idea of time being so precious was not really pounded into your brain. It doesn't become an emergency until the money in your bank account starts to dwindle. Three or four months have gone by now and you're in emergency mode, right? Yikes, I better get something happening. I see a lot of real estate agents who, who ramp it up with huge intensity when they get into emergency mode and, and then when they get busy, they, they start to deal with that business and that busyness of that business and forget about creating and nurturing business while they're busy. Then they go into a mode of enjoying the fruits of their labor. They do this all the time. I see it. They kind of cool off until emergency mode kicks in again and the cycle continues. The other thing that I noticed about these people that in all markets... Doesn't matter the markets, good or bad, whatever, they seem to make the same amount of money every year within a couple thousand dollars. They operate like a thermostat, just like how we set the temperature in our home on the thermostat to a certain comfortable temperature. The system is in control mode, right? When heat is required, the furnace kicks in and when the house is too hot, the the thermostat will turn on the air conditioner and cool the house until it gets to the desired or set temperature. And, and this is kind of where people need to kind of recalibrate what they're capable of or who they need to be. But the, the other problem in behind all that is these people are not operating with a clear why. And no stretch goals or objectives that they have a burning desire to achieve. And I hope this is not you. It can't be you really because you're seeking information right now and you're interested in filling your brain with good nourishing information to sharpen your mind in order to be more successful. I'm excited that you're here right now listening to this. So let's get back to those questions. So how valuable is time? How valuable is your time? How, how do you value time? How do you measure time? What is your time worth? This is something I do every single year. I estimate um, the amount of days that I worked like work days. And I take into account my vacations and non-working days. If I take a day off and do something with the family or whatever. And I average the amount of hours that I put into each day. Which I kind of know. And I calculate what my time is worth. And when you put a value to your time, it changes things. Once you know what your time is worth per hour, then you start to get really good at making decisions on what you do with your working hours. When you're vacationing or taking time off, that doesn't count. Vacation take time off. Try not to work during that time. Honestly, like vacation, man, be with the people you're with. During your productive hours, it becomes more and more crucial. Do you know what that number is? Is it above minimum wage? If not, then do you have a plan? Is it over $50 an hour? If so, then you are actually in a position to double that, triple that, quadruple that. Like you could make way more money than that. Believe it or not, Just stop watching cute cat videos on YouTube and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. (laughs) I'm just joking. So here's a good quote from Harvey McKay. Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you never get it back. Isn't that a great quote? Time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you never get it back. I heard someone else on a podcast the other day um, and, it, and they said something about time and it went something like this. Time is non-refundable. Once it's spent, it's gone. And I thought, wow, that really sums that up too. Have you thought about what the robbers of time are? What are the robbers of time? I've come up with about 13 <clears throat> and 13 is a great number because it's an unlu- unlu- it's thought of as an unlucky number. So 13, here we go. So coffee talkers, I call it the coffee talkers. So You go to get a coffee in the coffee area in your office and you're pouring coffee or and you're mixing it up or whatever and you grab your cup and there's someone standing there waiting to get a coffee and they just start talking. So how are things going? Oh man, I had this deal and they start telling all these war stories about things or start talking about other things. Now, you know what? You want to make sure you you cohort with everybody in the office and you have relationship with people, but don't get caught up in that. Like all of a sudden a half hour goes by and you're just standing there with your coffee cup or you're in your office and someone's standing in your doorway that wants to just chat about things. Now, if they're asking you to give some value to them, well, go ahead and do that. Give them some value. Give them some tips. Give them some, you know, motivation, whatever. Always be that person. But if it's just really a waste of time, what I'll do a lot of times is I'll keep busy. Like I'll actually keep doing what I'm doing and kind of talk to them a little bit and then they'll understand that I am busy and I've got things to do and they'll they'll kind of wander away. Or I'll say, you know what? I got to get at this. Um, I got to get some things done here. Um, I got to get back to it. But hey, great chatting with you, whatever. So you got to cut it short. That's a robber of time. Um, Number two, unqualified clients. Unqualified clients. So do you take the time to qualify them, meet with them first, sit down, get their reasons for operating and what what their plan is and make a plan with them. Um, Give them some good advice on the plan and set them up with people to get the plan in order. If you don't do that, you're just jumping in the car and starting to drive around with people without doing the a qualification process with clients—it's—it um, really could be a waste of time. Sleeping in—that's another waste of time. Sleeping in, sleep is a waste of time. If you're sleeping more than seven, eight hours, um, or you're just going to bed late because you want to watch Netflix all night, that's not serving you. It's not going to pay you. It's a robber of time. Social media can be a robber of time if you're using social media for marketing. And you're kind of checking on things and make sure you're connecting with people with a purpose, then that's fine. If you're just watching silly videos or whatever. But if you're doing it at six in the morning and it's your like coffee wake up time and you're just kind of scrolling through Facebook or whatever, whatever. Take a little time. Do that. It's your little thing that you do. It's okay. But just understand that it is a robber of time. It can be a robber of time. So be careful of that. Bad habits, just bad habits in general. Can be a robber of time. And there's, I could go forever on bad habits. Um, Replace some of those bad habits with some good habits, but we won't get into that today. Number six, disorganization. Just being disorganized and having to look for things all the time and not knowing where things are and not having a plan for the day and all that kind of stuff can really sap your time. It can, when you stop doing something and then you start. you you go do something else and you come back to do that thing, it can take you 15, 20 minutes just to get, get going again. So disorganization can be a huge robber of time. Just be organized. You can take an extra second to do something, or just an extra second to make sure you write something down, or you file it in the right spot, or you print something off to stick it in the file, or you, or you you move that file into your you know your online paperless system. Just take an extra time to keep everything organized and label things properly so that you don't you're not wondering what things are where they are. It's a weird thing, but honestly, disorganization can be a killer of time. Oh, I've got it in an email somewhere, and then you're scrolling through emails and you're you're. Trying to type it out and oh, who'd that come from again? What was it named? Blah, 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 blah. And you're looking for it. Just be, just always be thinking about that. If I need to look for this in two months or if I need to look for something in a year, where would I be able to find it easily? So, disorganization can be a huge robber of time. Challenges with deals. So, this is the thing if you're not foreseeing, and you know what? Nothing but experience will get you there on this one, but this is a huge robber of time. Um, where you'll you'll have uh, challenges with deals that you could have kind of uh, you could have killed the monster when it was small you know what I mean <laughs> in before it got big and um, and or set people up for those things properly or minimized the opportunity for those challenges to arise experience will get you there but that is a huge robber of time a lot of times when you're having to dive in and deal with all these challenges and spend all your time on that it's it's productive because you're you're saving a deal or you're you know you're getting something handled I mean you've you've got to do it but if you can minimize um the opportunity for those challenges to arise by trying to think ahead and and foresee things and uh that you can really save yourself a ton of time and stress um okay number eight undisciplined computer phone and tablet time I don't even need to get into it that's uh you you could figure that one out. Number 9, lack of prioritization, looking busy, but lack of focus. A lot of people will be in the office and they're doing stuff and I can see them at the computer and they're looking at their screen and they're doing stuff, but if I walk around and I actually look at what's going on in their screen and what they're doing, um it's they're 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 not in prioritization mode. They're not hammering things off. They actually don't even know what their next thing is because they haven't prioritized their day. So what's happening is is they flounder for a little while trying to figure out what to do next. They don't, they're not working with a list. They're not working with um, anything like that. So there's lack of focus going on, that, but they look busy. So I'll walk by and I'll look and I'll say, oh yeah, it looks like they're working away and it's good, but they're actually not. 10, client hatching, I call it. This is where a lot of people, while they're doing business, business, they'll get that one listing or two listings or three listings or whatever. And they start to hatch them. They're not looking for more business. They're not doing activities to create more business. What they're doing is they're sitting on that listing, like a mother hen on an egg. And they're just, that's all they think about. I've had, I've had realtors say to me, or, or if if we had a meeting or if it was to do with something and I say, okay, how about two o'clock? Um, and she'll say, no, no, I, I, I've got a listing that day. Seriously? Like the whole day? You're going you're gonna to use up your whole day on one listing. That is mind-blowing to me. I can't even imagine that. That'd be one of the 30 things I'm doing that day, uh, going to get a listing. But anyway, so I call it client hatching. They're kind of sitting like a like a mother hen on the egg, just trying to, you know, basically incubating that, that deal. There's way more deals to get and way more seeds to plant and way more people to touch and all that kind of stuff. So number 11, 12, and 13, I'm going to go real fast. 11, working with a plan. <coughs> Sorry, working without a plan. Number 12, working without a goal. Number 13, working without knowing your why. Those are three time robbers if you don't have any of those things in order. Here's another quote by an anonymous contributor. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. You're in control of the whole thing. Yes, we're human. Do we get taken off track sometimes? Yeah, sure. Totally. I do too. I'm not perfect. But do do you book a vacation during productive hours? No, we don't. We'll do it on a Sunday afternoon or in the evening when our day is complete. I see people researching vacations in the office all the time. Online shopping. This is working hours, not shopping time. That's the wonderful thing about the internet. It's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's absolutely imperative that we understand what our time is worth. My time is worth when I calculate it out around 300 bucks an hour. That's my calculation. And I'm not saying this to brag. I mean, there's a lot of people that are worth way more than me per hour. But as of this recording, that's what my time is worth. I'm cool with that. I don't need to, you know, uh, be worth any more than that. Or, or I'm going to find ways to become worth more than that. But it's, it's not about that necessarily. But, when, but think about that. If I spend an hour on something, that's 300 bucks. It's funny. People will, will drive uh, a half hour to save $10 in gas. People will drive um, across the border like uh, where I live. We're close to the U.S. border and people I know people that will drive across the U.S. border to save a dollar on a gallon of milk and some cheese and uh, and get some gas and save 10 to 15 dollars and they'll get caught up in the border. It'll take a minimum of an hour to an hour and a half all in to go do that. But they'll do that because they think they're saving money to me they're actually costing themselves way more money. They're not even counting the gas that it takes to go do that. It's ridiculous. So, but if you understand what your time is worth, that's an easy calculation. It's an easy conclusion to come to. Not only that, I think you should support your own country. (laughs) Anyway, my productive time is worth 300 bucks an hour. So should I be booking a vacation during that time? Should I be talking about war stories with my buddies in the office? Should I be checking the, the likes on my last social media post? No, not during productive time. When should I prepare for my day? First thing in the morning, before the the phone starts to ring. When's the best time to do paperwork and get that finalized for the office? Before 9 a.m. Get it all done and emailed to the office or copied for the office, depending on how your office works, before the staff get there. Then you're going to be ready for opportunity when the phone starts to ring. I do a thing called critical six. If I died tomorrow, what would be the six things that need to get done before I die? The critical six. This is very productive. I encourage you to do this. Write down the critical six that night before so that when you start the day, you know exactly what to do first. Not only that, but you're going to sleep a lot better knowing that you have a plan for tomorrow. It causes the mind to relax and allows you to have a better sleep. It's a proven fact. Empty the mind onto paper before you go to bed. Now you're, you're ready to do the things that keep the business growing because you've hammered off the little detail things that can bog you down block time for prospecting, follow-up calls or emails and listing feedback calls. Which, strategic alliance, are you going to focus on this week? Have you ever thought about the activities that we do in our real estate profession? Have you ever thought about what an A activity is, a B activity, a C activity? Let's just kick in on it real quick. If you're signing listings, writing offers, negotiating contracts, those are A activities. Those pay you the most. Those are productive. While you're doing those activities... You must govern yourself accordingly so that you find ways to create more business. B activities are activities that get that to happen. Checking on pre-approvals with the mortgage broker that you work with, following up with leads that have decided to work with you, booking showings for buyers, pre-listing interview phone calls, following up with referrals and rewarding people who have referred business to you, prepping for listing presentations, market research, meeting or lunching with uh, strategic alliances, nurturing business, et cetera, et cetera. I, I I think you get the picture. These activities will lead to business in the future. But if you're not busy enough on a daily basis doing A and B activities, then you've got to do C activities. I don't do a lot of C activities now. And I pay people to do these types of activities so that it keeps things warm. But it's easy to justify that when I know what my time is worth, right? You know, it's funny. Um, I actually don't really mind mowing my lawn. I actually don't mind doing it. I actually kind of like mowing the lawn. I like looking at it afterwards and going, oh yeah, that looks awesome. But I don't do it. It's a $20 per hour activity. It's a waste of time for me. I could pay someone to do that. I used to do it on my nonproductive time, but I'd rather spend time with my family or relaxing and recharging than mowing my lawn. Does that make sense? But if I want to do it, I can do it once in a while. But it's a choice. It's not a necessity. It's not based on money. It's You know what I mean? I'll just pay someone to do it. When you know what your time is worth, then you know how to leverage it. Nicole, who works with me every day, my wife, was getting stressed out about the condition of our house because we're so busy and it was just hard. and we're in the, And it was just hard for her to take time off to clean the home. She likes a clean home. I like a clean home too. And we do the basic things to keep it in order. We're not messy people. We're pretty organized. But she was finding it hard to find the time to do the deep clean. On a weekly or bi-weekly basis so for the last couple years we've been paying someone to clean our house every two weeks now there's two benefits to this one my wife is happy that's enormous she can now relax about the little nitty-gritty details of cleaning the house and number two she's way more productive in our business because she's not worried about the house so much we we work from home on some days or a portion of a day and nicole Like she just can't help herself. She'll get up and walk around the house, go into the kitchen, get a coffee or something. And then all of a sudden, she'll burn up an hour cleaning the boy's bathroom upstairs, which can get pretty gnarly. (laughs) She just couldn't help herself. So we made a decision to pay for a lady to come and clean our house. And that was one of the best decisions that we ever made. What's my wife's time worth? A lot more than the money we pay the cleaning lady. And she does an excellent job. The benefit of reduced stress for Nicole more than makes up for it. We know what our time's worth. We do the calculation every year. I love doing the calculation. It kind of fires me up when I see the results. Give a true value to time for your productive hours. Do that. Do the exercise. Now internalize this. Now that you know that you're going to do this at the end of the year, you're going to be thinking about this as the days go by. And that alone actually will cause you to be a little more productive. Then you begin to start thinking of ways to maximize your time. You cut your conversations a little shorter. You prepare to increase efficiency. You get, or, you, know, you get yourself more organized so that you can operate more efficiently. It affects all aspects. Time. It's so important. Our time on this earth is a gift. We have no idea what will happen tomorrow. If we maximize our money-making hours and days and weeks, then we'll be able to afford more time off. More time devoted to our loved ones, more time for our other interests, more time to give back, more time to make a difference in this world. I'm going to get, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Now here's something that we talk about in the course, but I'm going to tell you about this right now. Once you effectively understand this concept, it will open doors for you. your war your world will open up. your whole world will open up. The potential for more possibilities will blow your mind. Here's the secret that I believe with my whole heart. Once your systems are in place, once you create new habits and understand where you need to spend your time, you will learn how easy it is to make 100 grand per year. I can make 100 grand per year on under 20 hours a week. It can be done. That's two deals a month. I can do that like 2 days a week working. This is literally the core reason that I've put this course together. If every single person that utilizes my systems and employs the strategies has the ability to make a minimum of 100 grand per year in the real estate business, then we can make a difference. That's my goal for you. That's my but but it's just the start because I know that once someone knows how to earn that, they can double it, triple it, quadruple it quintuple it, (laughs) you can make way more than that. Once you know how to do that, you can make way more. Now, some people can kind of just haphazardly make a hundred grand a year, but I'm talking about a hundred grand a year that comes in consistently when you build it right and you do all the things right during the time that you're making that, you can literally propel that forward. It's just a launch pad. So we go over this in the Forex Formula Real Estate course. Knowing is half the battle, right? I have a friend um, who has this saying, starting is halfway to finishing. I love that saying. I have no idea where it came from, but it's true. Starting is halfway to finishing. Think about that. Go to forexformula.com. Get on the waiting list for the course. Just get on the waiting list. We're not going to ask you for any money. The free training will be launched soon, and you'll be able to watch that and take it from there. Just get on the waiting list. It costs nothing to do it. And then later, uh, we'll reveal all the bonuses that the waiting list people will get. Anyway, I hope you guys have a super-duper day, and please remember, put a lot of value... On your time if nothing else for your loved ones friends strategic alliances and valued clients they need to know that they can count on you time is a gift don't squander it be thankful for it give value to it maximize your time the best you can make a great day hey i hope you enjoyed that last episode Here's the reality that you may or may not know, the top 20% of real estate agents take home 80% of the money out there, while the bottom 80% are fighting over 20% of the scraps that are left. Do you have a desire to be in the top 20%? If you're working hard and not sustainably making six figures of income and beyond, the problem is not you, it's your system. I struggled for years until one day the light bulb came on and I figured out how to simplify the real estate business. If you want to learn my secrets that anyone can implement immediately, that I still use every day, that pays me multiple six figures every year, go to 4xformula.com right now. That's 4xformula.com, the number 4xformula.com.